Greetings and welcome to another episode of Stamper Cinema. Thank you very much for joining me. As always, I am your host, Andrew. Tonight, I have the pleasure of talking to one of my favorite people from Austin. Uh, she and I go back, I don't know, maybe five, six years ago. We met at a bar on Rainy Street. She, my wife, Catherine, and uh, her fellow David, we, we all hit it off pretty well. And uh, so I'm really excited to talk about uh, the movie that is on her mind tonight. This is going to be a really fun discussion. I've got a lot of interesting backstory to go over. But before I get into that, let me introduce my guest. So without further ado, Ms. Quay Morris. How's it going, Quay? It's going pretty good. I mean, as good as it can be in a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So what are you guys doing? Well, how are you guys staying sane amass like all this chaos? I have really gotten back to into like exercise and a lot of my hobbies. You know, some of the things that you kind of let fall to the side because you're working and you get too busy. But now you have all the time in the world. <laughs> so I really want to make sure like I stay focused on things that were healthy for body and mind. So a lot of that stuff. You got, you're, you're still in Austin right now, right? Yep. yep. So how long have you guys lived in Texas? Cause I know that you're not from there. Um, it'll be eight years next month. Eight years. Actually. Wow. So you're from Jacksonville originally, correct? Yes, I am. Cool. So Jaguars fan, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am a Jaguars fan. What do you think? Do you think there's going to be a season this year? I really hope not just yeah. you know, for everything that's going on. I miss sports like everyone else, but you know, there's a lot of other stuff to figure out. Yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. It, I'm, I'm like extremely, uh, you know, extremely torn on one hand. Yeah. I love sports. And all I want to do is consume sports. But on the other hand, as you stated, there are far more things that are important right now. And even though sports give us an opportunity for some type of normalcy, it just, yep. it just doesn't feel right. You know? No. Yep. I agree completely. It's like, I look at the few that have started and the mess that's already kind of happening. And it's like, maybe this isn't a good idea right yeah. now. Yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. So what movie, what movie are we going to talk about tonight? The all time cult classic. Crossroads, starring Miss Brittany Jean Spears. <laughs> Circa 2002. Um, yes. what is, when was the first time you saw this movie? Oh, man. I remember, so in 2002, I would have been about 13, 14 years old. Wanted to go see it in theaters, but there was absolutely no one at the time that was willing to go with me. This was when it was, like, really cool to hate Brittany. You know, she was super popular or headed in that direction really and uh it was kind of cool to bash pop music and all that stuff so i the first time i saw it was probably about a year or two later at home mm -hmm. um, when it was on back when you just waited for movies to come on like amc or, or anything like that right <laughs> it was on one of those stations when i first saw it i'm really thankful that you brought this movie up i had never seen this and when i started this podcast this is exactly the type of movie that i wanted Something that I haven't seen, something a little ridiculous, something that when I'm saying, hey, we're going to talk about this, people are kind of like, wait, what? Really? Crossroads? <laughs> uh, so without no, without like, make no mistake, I'm really, really jazzed to talk about this movie. I had never seen this movie until what, two or three days ago. And mm -hmm. you and I were texting a little bit, but I have to give you a little bit of the headache 
that I went through trying to find this movie. <laughs> so <clears throat> for whatever reason, this movie is not available for download. You can't find it on Netflix. You can't find it on Hulu, HBO, Cinemax, Showtime, you name it. It is not available anywhere for video on demand. And we have a really, really awesome video store here locally. It's like the only like freestanding video store that I know of like anywhere. And it's amazing. And I was emailing the guy and I'm like, Hey, do you have crossroads? And he's like, fuck. That's, <laughs> that, that's the one movie that for whatever reason we don't have. If you want to buy this movie, you can get it on Amazon, but it's like 45 to $60, like on VHS oh. or something like that. It oh. is, near impossible to get it unless you go onto the dark web and I try not to do torrenting just because you know there there's this whole stigma about torrenting and you know obviously legal issues regarding uh torrenting but yeah I was able to find one on the dark web and I downloaded it twice I the reason why I say I downloaded it twice the first one that I found was what they call a riff tracks do you know what a, what a riff tracks is I know I've heard that term. I couldn't actually tell you what it is. Basically, it you get the movie, but you get somebody's commentary like you're watching Mystery That's Science nice. Theater 3000 and all they're doing is God. talking over and it's like I was so jazzed when I found I'm like fuck yeah, I've got I've got Crossroads. This is awesome. I'm really excited for it. And then 30 seconds into it, you've got some guy like ripping on Britney Spears. I'm like god damn it. Uh, <laughs> So had to go back to the drawing board. I was able to find one and yeah, boom, watched it. And um, I got to tell you, it is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's, you know, um, is it a great movie? No, but there are a lot of things about the movie that there, there is some redemption in the film. So I know that you've got a really, really personal, um, relationship well not in the literal sense but personal relationship with britney spears so tell us a little bit if you could your relationship with britney if you could yeah so all the way back to baby one more time the first album i ever bought with my own money not necessarily the first one i owned but the one that i went to circuit city back when that was a thing and picked out with my own money was baby one more time the album it was really strange how I got to that point because I had never heard of her. I heard the song in a commercial and I couldn't get it out of my head. And so for whatever reason, I was like, I'm going to go buy this album. Mm-hmm. Went and bought the album. So I've been obsessed since that came out in um, 99, 2000. I've been obsessed with her ever since. I definitely hit it, like I said, during that time period when it wasn't cool to like her. And it was like, yeah, I don't like Britney. While I'm secretly like getting all of her albums, every single poster, everything. And then eventually it was like, you know what? I, I do like Britney a lot. <laughs> like a lot, a lot. <laughs> and now like I own all of her albums on CD, on vinyl, um, all the digital copies. I have my sweatshirts, my t-shirts. I have a little bobblehead of her, seen her in Vegas, seen her in Austin. I haven't seen her nearly as many times as I would like. So she's definitely my favorite celebrity of all time. Nice. Uh, what's your favorite song? Man, that's a tough one, but probably uh, from uh, probably Till the World Ends from her seventh studio album, Femme Fatale. How many does she have now? She is on, is it eight or not nine now? Wow. Wow. 
Music video, favorite music video? Oh, man, that is one I always bounce back and forth, but I think it's probably Slave for You. Okay. That was just, okay. you know, that was when, like, she kind of been teasing. I'm not, you know, a Disney little girl anymore, but I don't want to be quite sexy, and she just blew that all up in that right. video. Yeah, uh, for my money, it's all about toxic. Yeah, I, you know, I like. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm not going to pretend that I'm a Britney expert, but <laughs> I, I, I do, I, I do love me some Britney. What I do find fascinating is when a moment ago you said when it, that that time that it was cool to kind of hate on Britney. Yes. And what I'm curious is because it almost seems that it, it's still kind of in vogue to hate on her, and I'm. I'm kind of curious why, like why? Cause I don't know. She seems other than the fact that, you know, she's a small town, Louisiana girl, she seems okay. But why do you think there is kind of that? Yeah. I don't know that it, it seems kind of fun to needlessly hate on her. Uh, I, I do think a huge part of it, which a lot of people like to skip around is the sexism. You know, she was the face of pop music for a second. Um, and a lot of people may not believe this, but like bigger than NSYNC, um, rivaled only probably by Backstreet Boys during that time period. Um, and she was everywhere. There's also, you know, the oversaturation, people get a little sick of it. And there's this idea that she's in no way involved in the creation of her stage personality or her music or any part of her image, which is absolutely false. Um, if you believe that Justin Timberlake is this guy who, you know, oh my God, he's had this amazing career all under his control, then you have to believe the same about Britney. You don't last 20 years, 20 something years without being smart about you know, what you're doing, regardless of her current situation. Uh, yeah. So what what is her current situation? I mean, I've heard a lot. Admittedly, I hear a lot from following you on Twitter, which, by the way, is one of my favorite like daily uh, releases <laughs> is just seeing what Quay is going to post from moment to moment. But what the hell is going on with what is this whole free Britney thing all about? Yeah, so a lot of people briefly probably remember back in 2006 and 2007 when Britney had her breakdown, shaving the head, beating the paparazzi car with an umbrella, um, issues with K-Fed, her ex, her baby's daddy, and all of that sort of stuff. What a lot of people, I think, don't know is that after that, when she had her kids taken away and everything that happened with the court system, she was put into a conservatorship. Um, her dad basically is her legal guardian. And that has been the case since 2007, 2000, I think it's 2008, since 2008. Isn't she like 40 now? I mean, like. Uh, thir 36, 37. Yeah. So, yeah. He's had control of her life for 12 years now. I, I don't know how that works. Uh... Yeah. So. Conservatorships are usually for like someone suffering from dementia or something like that. Someone who has just lost personal agency and really cannot take care of their affairs. And if someone doesn't step in, they're at risk of being hurt financially or physically or mentally or something of that nature. Also applied to people of severe mental illness, which is mm -hmm. how we're all speculating on this because all the court docs are sealed and, and she's obviously never talked about it or anything like that. But uh, it's suspected that with Britney, it's a case of severe mental illness. A lot of people don't know outside of the public things that she did 
during that time period, she was spending money faster than she was bringing it in. Um, there was definitely rumors about pill abuse and some other type of drug abuse. I mean, she had her kids taken away from her, both kids, um, in court. I think even now she only has 30% visitation or supervision, supervised visits rights. So um, she doesn't even have like a half and half. There's no joint custody uh, still put in by the courts, along with a bunch of other things, um, all stemming from that that breakdown where, I mean, to be honest, I remember being a Britney fan during that time period and thinking any day I was going to wake up and hear that she had killed herself, whether it was an overdose, like not I don't think intentionally, but it was a crazy time in a very short period of time. So the courts put all this in place. Her dad controls both her personal and her financial affairs. So she can't even technically, she can't even go buy a drink at Starbucks without getting her daddy's approval. That is wild. Now she still has a, she's her mother is still around no? or she is. Her dad was the only one who was put in control of the conservatorship. Once again, we're not really privy to the details. I know her parents split. Um, she actually banned her mom for her from her life like twice. Oh wow! Um, yeah, back when things were a little crazy, she fired her manager, got rid of her assistant, told her mom to stay away. Things got bad <laughs> during that time period, really bad. Yeah, yeah, shit. Um, so, are there any? I don't know. Um, dark, sorted. Yeah. Theories on anything right now? I mean, yeah, that that really is the free Britney movement. There's tons, you know, um, when you don't have answers, it's natural to want to fill in those gaps. And there's anything from she's been drugged up enough, just enough to get on stage and do the shows that we saw in Vegas for the past three, four years. And it's so that all of her family can make all of this money. And that's why they're using her. Um, that she's not posting to her own social media. It's her team. I mean, go look at the comments under her Instagram post. They're, oh my God, she already wore that shirt. She's wearing it again. Doubt it. It's her team trying to trick us. You know, there's a lot of that. Yeah. And I mean, that's not the whole free Britney movement, but it definitely ranges from, hey, why is the conservatorship still happening? Seems a little weird. All the way up to, you know, she she's been mind controlled. So there's a lot of theories like kind of out there. Yeah. Thank you. That, that, that's some really good, uh, fun content. Now to sidestep and get to the, the movie that we're chatting about today. So you mentioned like when the first time you saw, what are other than, you know, what are some of your takeaways from this movie? Granted it may have been a minute since the last time you saw yeah. it, but what are some things that stick out to you about this movie? What are other than the fact that Brittany's in it, <laughs> about this movie yeah uh, I, I totally agree with your point of like it's not a great movie it's, it wasn't gonna win any Oscars you know but I remember even as a Britney fan feeling the same of like huh that wasn't too bad actually like yeah like for her first time really acting and everything and and obviously um who is it Zoe and uh Taryn, is that how you say Taryn Manning? Yeah, yeah Taryn Manning from, uh, shit, what was the name of that? Uh, Orange is the New Black. Yes. Yep. I mean, obviously, they're, like, seasoned actors, and they really helped her a lot with that, which I think is, like, the dynamic, I think, was the first thing that stuck out to me. Those three seemed like they actually were girls that hang out just, like, outside of filming. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree. I agree. The And 
And I know that she did, what was it, like uh, the Mickey Mouse Club. The, yeah. the acting, although I think some of the things that are going in this movie is a, a, a little ridiculous. The, oh, yeah. the, act, the acting isn't bad. And I, I guess when this movie came out, I'm like, you know, fucking Britney Spears is making a movie. Come on, right. you know, like whatever. Right. <laughs> but when, when you put it up against other singer you know, other singers out there that do movies. This isn't glitter. This isn't shit. You know, you can, you know, throw uh, just about any Madonna film out there, you know, like this isn't, this isn't a bad movie when you certainly compare it to other films. It was written by Chandra Rhimes. So, I know. A lot yeah. of people don't know that. A lot of people, yeah. when I tell them that, they're like, Shonda, really? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if not her first, it was one of her first movies that she wrote. Definitely, definitely early. And the um, the director, uh, director Tamara Davis, she had been in the industry forever. She mm-hmm. did a lot of music videos. She did. Uh, she directed like Billy Madison. And oh. she, yeah, she directed a couple other movies that it'll come back to me in a in a second. But you had some good, good talent around there. <laughs> There are, ele- there are elements of the movie that I find completely laughable, but yeah. <laughs> when I'm thinking of, like, I really was anticipating, like, dude, I am going to, like, take Quay to task. Like, why did you make- watch this film? And no, if if I were to, now, like, on Rotten Tomatoes, just full, full like, disclosure, like, Rotten Tomatoes, the movie has, like, a 14%, so not great, but... I also go back to people wanted to hate on this movie, regardless if it was a good film or not, you know, Uh, as you talk about like the oversaturation, without a doubt, that was something that was always going to hurt this film. Now, I don't think the acting is going to win you an Oscar, but I also don't think it's embarrassing either. Deanna Aykroyd's in the movie playing her father. And I think, I think there's something endearing about his performance. I think his accent like pops up and disappears at times in the movie. But I find yeah. that I find that happens to everybody. It, it seemed right. like Britney, what was it? Like Britney Spears like loses a little bit of her accent and everybody else gains an accent in this movie. Yeah. But like I I made a lot of notes and I started like, all right, you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be kind of silly, but I went along for the ride and yeah. I don't think I would give it a 14% out of, out of a hundred. I would probably give it a C minus simply for like the causality. Some things that happen in the movie are crazy. And I don't know. When was the yeah. last time you saw this movie? Oh man. Uh, it would have been right before I went to go see her in Vegas about three or four years ago. I also had to find it. Uh, on a tour <laughs> <site>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So for, for the, if you could, actually, this will be, this is a kind of like a good point. I get like jazzed and I start talking about this movie, assuming that everybody else has seen it. But to your recollection, do you want to give us kind of like a walkthrough about what this movie is about? Yeah. And it was funny. I ended up, I even have it like pulled up now because I remember like parts of it. Cause I also remember the parts like you were saying that were, that were a little bit ridiculous. So I was like, okay. Um, but I know it's about her and two of her girlfriends uh, played by Taryn and Zoe going on this road trip. I believe they've just graduated like high school and you know, they're, 
it's definitely around the time Britney released, um, what was it? I'm not a girl, not yet a woman. So yeah, it was definitely yeah. about like, yeah, coming of age and trying to figure out what they want it to be, who they want it to be. Um, and Britney, one thing I thought was interesting that paralleled her real life, she's playing this small town country girl who on this road trip turns into like a sex kitten at one point. Right. <laughs> Which is just completely out of left field and thinks she's in love with um, her boyfriend ends up meeting another guy. And, uh, you know, I won't c- quite spoil the end because everyone should go see it. <laughs> Try to find it to see it. <laughs> like that right there. I think that's another reason why I don't I don't hate this movie is the fact that like I went on a journey to find this fucking film. And uh, <laughs> now it's like that right there just increases my enjoyment factor knowing that like the thrill of that chase and then when i got it but please continue yeah and i know throughout the road trip they do things they stop in like a karaoke bar i remember that scene very vividly um them trying to figure out how to pay for like the like little motel room they stayed in uh we of course at some point we talk about the weirdest scene when she does go with that guy back to the room and it's implied that they hook up and that was incredibly uncomfortable for me. Right, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and, and her just realizing that she doesn't have to have the answers right now. Uh, all three of them, I guess you could say, you know, understanding that like they still have a lot of growing and a lot of things to see. I think that's what the journey, the road trip kind of teaches them. Um, Cause they're almost playing like different personalities that each of the stops they have in their attempts to figure out who they are as women, which is funny. I think they're like 18. (laughs) Yeah, they they just graduated high school. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Like you are, I hope you don't have the answers. Yeah, Yeah. I'm 40. I don't have the answers yet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I just remember like being at the first age when I would have watched it, which like I said, I guess it was like 14 or so. And Brittany to me was like, oh my gosh, she's so much older. She's only like six, seven years older than me. Like she's mm-hmm. not that much older than me. Right. But at the time feeling like, oh, I can relate to this. Like, I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what lies beyond school, high school mm-hmm. and the little world that you have. Um, and that's why I think I can't really hate the movie because it is just like a lot of us can relate on a very very basic level to that feeling of like okay i'm graduated now what <laughs> right right this movie is extremely innocent in in, in many ways and it's a it, it's a fun adventure it, it's i think when it comes to high school movies it, it's probably not in the top 100 high school movies i can not think of <laughs> but no. at the same time I don't I don't hate this movie, but there are things about the film that I I can't help but like like tilt my head over like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So one, we're supposed to believe that Britney Spears is a valedictorian at her high school and I, she <laughs> and she doesn't have things figured out as far as where she's going to go to college. Like right. her father's pressuring her like to become like a doctor or whatnot. But right. it would be assumed that she already would have had a scholarship or something <laughs> you would assume as a valedictorian. Yeah. We're also supposed to believe that uh, based on the relationships of uh, Zoe Saldana and Taryn Manning and Britney Spears that they're all best friends. And mm-hmm. Taryn Manning is 
allegedly, you know, she she's going to go to California because she's going to speak with a like a talent agent or something so she can get a record deal. So yes. apparently she's a singer, but she's also several months pregnant. And yes. we don't know who the father is. Zoe Saldana's character. She's like, well, you know, my my boyfriend is kind and brushing me off, but I want to go and see him. And he's in California. And then you have Britney Spears's character who was raised by her father, but her mother left when she was younger and but is living in Arizona. So everything works out. But yet, <laughs> but these three girls hate each other. And but they made a pact when they were kids that after their high school graduation, because 11 year olds will definitely think about what they're going to do when they graduate high school. I know. But, I know. The three of them who now hate each other and they had no reason to get back and dig up their time capsule. Yeah, their box. Yes, yes. Dig up their box and see what their wishes were. And for whatever reason, even though they hate each other and they have no no commitment to each other, they say, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, let's just go on this road trip with this dude that we have no idea anything about him. Right. But we're going to travel across the country. And yeah, with a pregnant girl yeah. With a, yeah with a pregnant girl who we don't know her father hint hint we know that's gonna come around at, right. at some point i i have to immediately go to it because i'm talking about it but the the miscarriage scene in the movie is one of the most cringe worthy events <laughs> because it immediately is their way yeah. of like wiping their hands off that, hey, Zoe yeah. Saldana and Taryn Manon can still be friends because she's not going to bring this baby to term <laughs> that Zoe Saldana's like boyfriend knocked her up over right. and they've they've had their, their little fight. So now they can still be friends because she's yeah. not with a dude and now she's not going to have this kid uh, right. from that guy. And it, gone. it's just... Yeah. Yes. Like, I, I, I couldn't help but like wrap my... Like, I'm like, what? What yeah. the hell just happened? Yeah, there. <laughs> going back to what you were saying about even the profiles of each, it's very formulaic, right? It, it, right. Here's the yeah, like the valedictorian, the sweet little girl, all that stuff. Yeah, and then the pregnant, and uh, why does Tara Manning keep getting put in those roles? She's so much better than that, dude. She's trailer <laughs> trash in everything she does, right? Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it definitely. I remember the first time I watched the movie thinking like, okay, but the baby, okay, with the pregnancy. And you're right. There's a scene that happens and it is like never brought up again. Yep. They, they make up. It's all good. It's like, well, baby's out of the picture. And it's like, whoa. Like, yeah. Okay, Sean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think you can tell it was early in Shonda's career because she definitely fell into some tropes with the characters um I, I do like the overall theme she was trying to go with but yeah, we didn't need the pregnancy let's be right. honest we didn't yeah need that. <laughs> nope didn't need it it was irrelevant uh shout out to uh justin long for like not not even casually but very very desperately begging for sex from britney spears <laughs> movie. like he's like please 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 i'm like i get it brother you know i get it but, <laughs> dude come on man <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that uh but then it's interesting how jumping forward a bit how quickly britney's character just, gives it up just gives it up with like just <laughs> yeah 
to uh like to Mr. Backcat dude and yes. uh, yeah the bad boy you know yeah, the bad boy yeah yeah because right I mean she's a valedictorian good girl never got any trouble he's the bad boy you right. know yeah <laughs> oh man yeah I remember being confused by that too especially because I will say at the time like I was raised um Christian Southern Baptist and so you know very much like don't have sex before marriage virginity is I, for most religions you know it's way way up there and so it was like oh yeah of course she's not gonna sleep with her boyfriend like that's not or her friend that's not gonna happen and then she you know hooks up with the random bad boy and i just remember going what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) how okay i guess you know it was very confusing the first time i watched it especially only being 14. right yeah yeah um who do you think this movie was tailored for? I imagine it was tailored for like teenage girls, right? Absolutely. I think um, it, going back to it being very, very early in Shonda's career when um, she was not the household name that she is now with all the amazing work that she's done. Um, I know, I remember hearing at the time, and I may be misremembering this, just like, you know, Britney's huge. Um, she had some interest in moving a little bit into acting, that other side of Hollywood. And, and a lot of people, like she has a reputation as being a really great, nice person. So a lot of people were eager to work with her. And uh, I'm sure having Britney Spears attached to a project probably brought certain perks, you know, with with investors and the studios or anything like that. And um, I think that Shonda, even with all the criticisms I'm having, we're having of the script. I think for the for having Britney be the star and Britney having no acting background besides the Mickey Mouse Club or anything, um, I think Shonda worked well with what she was kind of given. And I do think, you know, it was like a mix of Britney fans, first and foremost, because Britney was all over that movie. Going back to I'm not a girl, not yet a woman, that was like, that song was huge. Which right, by yeah. like, that song is creepy as hell. It was written <laughs> by a group of men. Written by a group of men for Britney. I can't get over that. I'm not a fan of the song. But yeah, like, if Britney's name was on it, it was probably going to be successful. I mean, I think the movie cost $5 to make, and they made, like, $60 million. You're 100% right. I mean, the movie had very little budget. It made over $60 million in the box office worldwide. It did really well in Japan because of how popular Britney Spears was in Japan at that time. But the movie, all in all, was extremely profitable. You, Absolutely. And I mean, and that was, I was, I would venture to say 90% Britney fans, just like her fan base is so dedicated, so hardcore. And it's funny when people think about like Twitter and Instagram now, where you see Stan Wars, you know, you get, what is it like the, um, the Barb's for Nicki Minaj or the Bayhive or, or, or any of these other, um, Katie Katz for Katy Perry. Um, forget what Gaga's. Oh, Little Monsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I am not knocking their efforts. Sometimes I am blown away at what they're able to achieve. But like, they also have the internet. Back then, we had to drag our parents to take us to Circuit City or Best Buy or whatever to buy albums or um, uh, Sam Goody or anything like that. Sam Goody. <laughs> <laughs> or you like, going to the movie theater it was like you didn't buy tickets ahead of time you went waited in line and got a ticket i think that's a testament to britney spears drawing power at that time and just because you brought up beyonce briefly when you're talking about like her uh, beehive 
you know, she was in a commercial success, which is uh, the third Austin Powers film. And I love me some Beyonce. Beyonce, not not good in that film. No, I love Beyonce, but I'm not a fan of her acting at all. No, but anyway, this is just to go back is the fact that I guess part of the reason why I don't loathe this movie is Britney Spears wasn't she. I don't think she embarrassed herself with this no. movie. No, I definitely think she got better as the movie went on. Uh, to your point, you're talking about the accent. Like, uh, she has a natural Southern accent. Right. But I do feel like in that opening scene with Dan in the house, everyone was putting it on a little thick. Yeah, really yeah. Really thick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then she seemed to, I guess, almost relax as the movie um, kind of went on and really. But yeah, if you look up any of her, like How I Met Your Mother or SNL or Glee, it's, it's like, She's not, you know, Crossroads is no bodyguard, which is my right. standard. Oh, well, there you go. That that's that's a good one. I know. I was just talking to someone about that movie. I was like, that movie had no business being that good. Holy shit! I haven't thought about the bodyguard in ages. So yeah, that is like my personal standard for like the singer, you know, turned actress type deal. Um, and like, I love me some Mariah Carey, but yes, glitter is like my. Woo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's 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 awkward. That's awkward. Yeah. yeah. And it is like she sits somewhere kind of in between where you're like, OK, yeah, I can believe this. Like I said, I definitely think it got better as the movie went on, because every time I do watch that movie, that opening scene in the house where she's in a room, you know, and, and her dad's busting or whatever, it's that makes me cringe. It Like from the beginning, I'm cringing at that scene. Oh my like, God. That is this. such a great uh, call out. So it took it took them. And granted, this movie was directed by a female, but obviously there's studio pressure. But it took them two minutes to get Britney Spears in her underwear. Two minutes, and we we had her dancing around in her room in her underwear. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, when you think about that, I forget when her Rolling Stone cover came out. Do you know what I'm talking about? She's holding a Teletubby. With a snake or no? Oh, uh, Teletubby. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. She was like. 17 or so um you know this is definitely obviously she's a little bit older in this movie but this is what i was going back to where i in her entire career you know the pressure to be a little bit more sexual but also original and i think that yeah. definitely came out yeah into the movie um I remember thinking back then, and I think it now, the scene of her dancing in her underwear is unnecessary. Then they did it like seven and a half minutes later. They have her dancing yeah. in her underwear, or not dancing, they just have her in her underwear when she's going to get it on with Justin Long. Yeah. And yeah, we're, we're another opportunity to just undress Britney Spears. And I, yep. again, her, part of the whole image was sexualizing uh, this, you know, this young woman. But mm -hmm. in 10 minutes, we, we saw you know, her, her toe and little body and, yep. and just bra and panties in two scenes in the first 10 minutes of the film. Yeah. Uh, no, I was going to say, it's a lot. It, um, it definitely, like, I look back at things like that and some of the photo shoots that she did back then. And, and I do kind of go, Oh man, um, that's uncomfortable when you consider her age. And, and I don't mean to say these things to imply that it wasn't of her wishes at that time. However, I think we all remember being in your late teens, early 20s, and the idea of what's empowering is probably entirely different from the way a lot of us think now. Yeah. You know, 
does not mean you can't show your body or anything like that. But yeah, like you were saying, you recognize the level of how much is this within like Shonda and all all the women's like control and how much of it is. Everybody wants to see Britney naked. Yep. Her body has made her a lot of money. Let's make no mistake about it, you know, but you can also see there's elements of exploitation as well. And, uh, and I'm guilty of it. You know, I just mentioned, mentioned, I think I mentioned, I don't know if it was on air, if it was before, but I mentioned toxic and, you know, she, that's, there's that whole thing where she's got like the little, like diamond little sequence and she's completely naked in that and just strategically placed items. And so the sexualization of Britney Spears has always been, been a thing. It doesn't mean that it's right. A few minutes ago, we were talking about how, who this movie was catered for. And realistically, this movie was tailored for her audience, which at that time would have been teenagers to, you know, uh, younger teenagers to adolescent boys that just wanted to, you know, have their Britney Spears fix. But what I'm fascinated by is the soundtrack to this movie. I don't know. It might've been a minute since you've seen this, but like the songs that are used in this movie make no sense to me. (laughs) And and why I say that is because they've got that bad boy that's driving it. So you've got, you've got like the bands like jar uh, jars of clay and bowling for soup. And uh, they, they have, Oh, they have shake your ass, but it's like the radio edit. So what was that? Yes. Uh, shake it fast or whatever. And yeah, uh, girlfriend. I love rock and roll. Yeah, I love rock and roll. And they've got the song Girlfriend by Matthew Sweet. None of these songs would have been really popular for that that demographic. Yeah. So it's it, it's kind of like it was kind of all over the place. And yet you had uh, Not a Girl, Not Yet a Woman. Yes. That had already been released on one right. of her albums. So the song that you get on the soundtrack was the one that they, it's kind of like a throwaway at the end of the movie. Uh, yep. Shit. Uh, Unprotected is uh, that's, that's the song that's on that soundtrack. So yeah. Overprotected. Yeah. Thank you. Overprotected. Um, unprotected. I was thinking about sex for a second, but. Um, <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, it's, it just shows that. I don't know. Just kind of the that the the soundtrack is a little bit of a train wreck and it doesn't make sense to what we had just seen in the film. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, Going back to when we were talking about like the, the, the whole road trip and the little stops they did and like the characters, they seem to want them to play. I, I love rock and roll specifically sticks out in my head of she's this innocent valedictorian girl and then she becomes a sex kitten on stage yeah yeah. (laughs) and it was like and i also remember thinking would britney spears's character have actually known this song doesn't seem like something yeah that would have been in her repertoire um yeah it is oh and then the fact like you were saying like taryn's character was um the singer but now we're going to put Britney in the middle, which, yeah, sure. I mean, because she's Britney Spears, but also take the Britney Spears element away. Why wouldn't the girl who's aspiring to be a singer be like kind of the lead? Yeah, she had like paralyzing stage fright. And you would have thought that maybe she would have known that before going on a, right. a 5,000 mile journey across right. the country. Like, oh, wait, I have, a, I have a hard time singing in front of people, but also going into that karaoke. I have never heard of a karaoke, and granted, maybe this is my own ignorance, where 
you can, by singing a song, expect to get like several thousand dollars from the yeah. <laughs> attendance in middle America, like bum yeah. nowhere that everybody's going to be at this small town place. And you are going to be able to get like the penthouse at the, the fanciest hotel in town. Yeah. 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 I, I remember because was it, was that, uh, tell me if I remember this wrong. Was there car broken down or was it just, they needed a place to stay? The car broke down. And another thing that was kind of amusing about it is because of the fact that Britney Spears's father is a mechanic. She yeah. too knows a lot about cars and yes. she was able to school their ride. Like, Oh no, you know, it's not your whatever. It's your radiator. <laughs> <laughs> like her, her the skill set that she has but yet she's completely sheltered as well and yeah. and she doesn't she doesn't know what she's doing it, it there are just so many kind of like scratch her head moments like yeah. girl you should have everything figured out and like this Absolutely. this journey that you're on right now makes no sense at all none None. Yeah. Yeah. I do remember that with everyone, like giving them the money or whatever. And they're like, oh, we have enough to, you know, get the car fixed and make it all the way. And yeah, I've never seen that happen at karaoke. Only time I've seen people do that with money is a strip club. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not sure which I guess played along with the character. They were trying to have Britney be on that stage. All three, actually, where they all of a sudden had really sexy outfits, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was Zoe Saldana, you know, looking at like, all right, so if we're going to go for this, we we got to go for it, you know? And yeah. she, was the, she was the popular girl. And like... Also kind of another stereotype. It's like, all right, we're going to, we're going to have one person of color. And of course we're going to oversex her. You know, she's yeah, going to be, absolutely. she's going to be the, the slightly bitchy slash oversexed female of the group. And it's like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. There were, I mean, stereotypes abound throughout this entire thing. I feel like if, if you hadn't watched the movie and like we laid out the cast and was like, oh yeah, this is a typical coming of age teenage drama, describe each character. I think you could easily figure out who everybody was and what type of role they were playing, which yep. does make the movie, it, it brings the movie down a few notches. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you're gonna watch this movie, you're not expecting a life-changing experience. You just yeah. wanna you just wanna watch a, a few girls go across country, have a little bit of fun for 90 minutes. And I think Truth is, I think had this movie come out in the 1980s, I think there would be a level of, I think it would be far more revered. But the fact the movie came out in 2002, yeah, you know, people will hate on it. But I'm not gonna lie, I, I, this movie, this movie came out in the wrong, well, came out in the wrong century. It came out in the wrong decade as well, right? You know, but I think, yeah. I think this, this reminds me. There was like a like a mid '80s movie called "Girls Just Want to Have Fun," and this would have this movie would have been kind of like if you were to do a double feature, you would do Crossroads. Oh, yeah. and girls just girls yeah. just want to have fun. Nothing serious. I think that there are definitely areas of opportunity to improve some of the sequences, get some more laughs because for this journey, there there really aren't many funny parts. You're just watching, you're just watching yeah. this movie and watching this adventure and kind of be like, ah, oh, this is kind of fun. And it's Brittany and it, it, it's Zoe Saldana and she's adorable and uh, right. nobody embarrasses himself. We, oh, before I wrap up, I do want to talk about the fact that 
uh, Kim Cattrall is in the movie, you know, homegirl from Sex and the Study, <laughs> Sex and the yeah. City plays her mother and is an absolute bitch in this movie. And not in the same way that she's a bitch on Sex and the City, but just a bitch in general. Yeah. You know, that was another storyline. Like you were, we were talking about, you know, she lives with her dad because her mom left, but she's in Arizona. And I actually remember forgetting about that whole part until she shows up at her mom's house. Another scene that I just don't know why it was there. Um, it didn't add anything to the nope. story. Nope. <laughs> I was very, like, it was, it's like a blinking you miss it kind of scene. Um, yeah, I don't really have an explanation for that one. Even now when I rewatch it, I'm like, I don't know why we did this. I, yeah. I don't they could have said her mom was dead, you know, when she was raised by a single dad. We would have had the same outcome. <laughs> you didn't yeah, need yeah it, it, it was really forced because obviously they wanted a reason for her to be on this journey. Right. And it's like, well, we'll throw in my, my father is a little protective. He's protective yeah. because my mother walked out on me, but I want to go meet her. But we we don't necessarily buy it. And it it's a awkward scene. And you never really get any actual conflict that was a waste of two minutes that we didn't let's just continue on this journey have another funny laugh before britney you know fucks this dude with the back tat (laughs) oh god i think i hate that scene the most (laughs) (laughs) it's like it is interesting because you have two very attractive people and it should just be like even if it's pointless it should be like this is sexy and i just remember going oh god why <laughs> yeah yeah um no and i agree with you of like yeah you don't necessarily like and not every character needs full blown out development but that's actually one of my major criticisms with the movie outside of britney's character almost nobody really gets any development yeah um like you were talking about the with terrence character being pregnant mm-hmm like, why should we really care? Like, that's a crazy situation. And then it's gone. And it was like, well, now I'm not sure why I should have cared. Yep. Um, you know, why is Zoe's character bitchy? It's very loosely told. And I do remember every when I've watched it, it's like, I'm not sure why I care about any of these people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I hope Brittany finds what she's looking for, which is why that sex scene, like, upset me. I was like, what is this? Yeah. This is not... I remember being 14 and being like, no, no, to the screen to <laughs> like hear me. And my mom coming in the room being like, what? And I'm like, Brittany's making the wrong call. <laughs> 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 and my mom just being like, girl, it's a movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, going back to like, you're 14. And for yeah. me and a lot of my female friends, we wanted to do the road trip when we graduated from high school. So I think I was looking at this like, oh, what if my road trip is just like Britney Spears? And at the end of the movie, I'm like, I don't want that road trip. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you brought up something that reminded me of another thing. The term that we'll often use, like us nerdy writers, we'll talk about like causality, something that causes you to do this. So you go from your A to your B, like your your beats in the movie. Now, one of the central conflicts that we're led to believe, not even like a central conflict, but one of the conflicts is nobody touches the dude's car but him like i'm the only person allowed to drive the car this is how it's going to be don't touch my car 
Yeah. And there's a moment where he falls asleep in the car and they're like, oh, he looks so sweet. He looks all so sweet. Let's just drive the car. And so they take off the road. Yet he doesn't wake up when yeah. somebody starts a car and they're driving for right. whatever reason. But right. when he finally does wake up, he loses his shit. He's like, stop the car, stop the car. And he, you know, he almost gets them in an accident with how much he freaks out. And yeah. he, he gets out of the car and he's like kicking tumbleweeds in the desert. And Britney Spears goes in and she's like, hey, what, what's wrong? He's like, he's like, I'm driving, you know, and I'm, I'm with women and the car is the only thing that's mine. And, you know, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And, and, and she's like, okay. And they, they briefly hug it out and that's it. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> like you could have made that scene so interesting. We already yeah. thought that maybe he had killed somebody. So it could have been right. interesting that he was actually trying to protect them in a sense that the car is really like his father's it's not in his name and he, he he took his car and so technically right. it's like a stolen automobile and he doesn't want to get anybody in trouble or just something to bring some type of dimension like oh shit you know there's some type of depth here but yeah you no know, he's just like i'm i'm you know before we get on this road trip you can't you can't touch the car but then we find yeah. out you can't touch the car because i i don't want women touching my car i know I agree with you. It turns into like a, a, a sexist issue. What yeah. did it have to be? Yeah, it really didn't have to be. Yeah. Um, one of the many areas that we were <laughs> we were just left with, like, I know there's been rumors of, well, I shouldn't say rumors. Uh, they've expressed interest in wanting to do a Crossroads too. Brittany has said she doesn't think she can act at all, so she doesn't want to do any more acting, to which all the fans are like, bitch, Crossroads too. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Let's do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and there's some sweet stories that have come out of, you know, the cast there. I do think at the end of the day, to your point about like the type of movies like that in the 80s and like how it would have totally fit in, you know, they were just having fun. Girls want to have fun. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, I do think there, every time I introduce someone to it, there's a newfound kind of appreciation for like, ah, oh, it didn't suck as much as I thought. And I'm like, right. yeah, and I bet you can't remember why you hated Britney as much as you did back then. Yeah. <laughs> um, though cannot, the same cannot be said of, and I encourage you guys to watch her short-lived TV show, Chaotic. I've never even heard of it. Whew. Uh, it's a whole hot mess. <laughs> <laughs> it was when she was dating K-Fed and you kind of see the beginnings of rebellious Britney. It is a totally different experience from Crossroads. Um, when I told you I watched Crossroads right before I went and saw her in Vegas, I did a whole thing where I listened to every single album and all her unreleased songs. And I watched Crossroads and I watched Chaotic. And it's interesting to see the evolution of that woman across all these things. So what is her Las Vegas show like? Okay. I can tell you parts because I was hammered. When I <laughs> um, it The crowd is definitely, I think, what you think it'll be. Like there were surprisingly a number of like early 20s. 20 year olds, which I was a little shocked, but I would say most people were like late twenties and early thirties, you know, the crowd that grew up with Britney. Um, everyone was friendly as hell. When I went, everyone, it just feels like you've kind of been transported back in time. And we're all like, we're about to see a pop legend, like from the two thousands, like a little piece of, of kind of that time period when everything felt simpler. And yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone knows she lip syncs. 
you know that that and uh and i know there's a lot of criticism of like her dancing and whatnot i'll leave that alone for now i will say when i walked out my feeling was you can tell this woman's been performing for 20 years like she is absolutely a professional right Uh, she hits every cue on stage she's where she's supposed to be um she's an absolute physical unit you know like she's unreal she doesn't stop the entire time she's done it for like the two hours or whatever it is. Like I was worn out and I'm like, God, I'm just standing here and I don't know how she keeps going and all of her dancers. Um, when I went, she definitely looked like she was having fun. Kesha was in the crowd, which was oh, yeah. yeah, like really cool, especially because this was in the midst of Kesha's um, lawsuit against uh, oh, man. Dr. Luke. Yeah. yeah. That should break my heart, man. Uh, I know, and she looks like she was having a lot of fun with her dancers, but both times that I've seen um, Britney, she just, yeah, she you can tell she's been doing this, and she's very fucking good at it. And the shows are just fun. I think the crowd that she draws, I mean, I both times when I went, there were couples where, like, the girl dragged the guy along, and the guy's like, you know, I know Baby One More Time and stuff, Toxic. She has some hits that, like... I know. And every single time I ended up talking to guys who were like, that was way more fun than I thought it was going to be. It really is just like one big fun party. It's like you and all your friends got together. You put the top 40 on in the background and everybody's just out and dancing. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I know we're wrapping up out of time, so I don't want to keep you, but I do want to sincerely thank you uh, for coming on first and foremost. I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, I've missed you and being able to uh, see your face and chat with you. This has been a really, really fun uh, conversation with me. So again, thank you. Now, one thing that I do is I typically, before we wrap up, I give you like a pop quiz. I'm not going to pop quiz you on Brittany because I think you know far (laughs) more about her than I do. But if you could, whether they're songs, whether there's timeframes or if you just, or if they're facts, if you can tell us about just five things about Britney Spears, we should know. I would love mm-hmm. to, I would love to pick your brain. What can you tell us about her? Yeah. So, um, a lot of people, like I said, think of Britney as a product of like a pop machine and they think every part of her has been completely controlled, but Britney has quite a few things. I think a lot of people don't know about her for one. She had a very short tour of six shows in New York called the M&M's tour. Uh, good luck finding videos of it. It's, there's some, they're not well shot because nobody knew it was happening. Mm. Uh, I, I think kind of her team didn't really know it was happening either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, part of like that rebellious nature. Um, she also to that flavor has an album that was never released. Actually, I won't even get into much details about that. If you search original doll and BuzzFeed, BuzzFeed did an amazing investigative piece about the time that Britney Spears rebelled against her record label. And it starts off with her showing barefoot to a studio in L.A. to play a song that her label had never heard, didn't know was happening. And they deny that the song was ever a thing. They released like an album friendly version of it. That's the original is 10 times better. Um, And they deny everything that she pretty much said on that radio broadcast. And if you look at that BuzzFeed article, it is a like you go down a rabbit hole. Right. I think how shady, you know, labels can get. 
Uh, there's a lot of parts of Britney's career that are like that. Like you pull one thread, there, there's some fascinating things about Miss Britney Jean Spears. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Uh, one final thing, and then we'll we'll let you go. Just because I <laughs> I, I found a couple little fun facts. Did <laughs> you know that her sister? played the voice of young Britney Spears in this movie when they were like, when they did that scene in the beginning, they're like 11 years old. That yeah. was uh, Jamie, Jamie Lynn. Jamie, right? Jamie yeah. Lynn. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things I've forgotten about, but now that you said it, I do remember reading that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I saw that and I had to flag this review just because I thought this was like the greatest, like, like tagline for a movie it breaks my heart but slash is so funny the, okay. the film the film critic uh richard uh richard roper uh so you had siskel and ebert then it became yep. uh ebert and roper mm-hmm. Ro- uh, roper's tagline for this film she's not an actress not quite a singer oh <laughs> i mean <laughs> clever Clever. That is just brutal, but it also, is. but also, that's 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 good. That that's a good dig. It is, so. and it's relevant to how people felt about her at the time. You know? Right, right. So the movie is called Crossroads, but that was not the original title of this movie. Do you know what the original working title of this film was? I actually do not. So you got me on this one. All right. This is my one thing that, that I got over Quay. So the original title was What Friends Are For. Oh. I, I, <laughs> the movie is no. already kind of formulaic. And then to have that, right. it's like, no. Right. And that kind of title, it would have fit in with those coming of age 90s movies. 90s early. Yeah. Yep. All right, Miss Quay. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank, thank you. you. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed this, and yeah. uh, I'd love to have you back again sometime because I yeah. I'd enjoy this conversation. And uh, stay safe, yeah. stay sane, and I'll see you on the other side, girl. All right, thank you. I miss you guys. <laughs>